This is an Area Code podcast. Well, hello. Hello. We're here. Who am I? Who are you? (laughs) We're in person. The first time we've been in person to have a conversation about books on said podcast. In a really long time. In a really long time. Yeah. And even though we have had uh, many podcasts since the start of the world ending in March of 2020... We haven't um, done a single one in person since then. Since then. And it was in this office it where was. we're recording today. That's true. For, uh, for the, the two or three of you who might be listening who don't know, I'm Aaron and this is Dave. And this is a very special episode. Special. Of yeah. a podcast called Table of Malcontents. What does that mean by special? Why is this so special? Well, you know, it is the most wonderful time of year. I mean... People are putting their their book lists out, including myself. Uh, people are making up fake fake awards to go along with their favorite book lists, yeah. um, which I did not do this year uh, because people misunderstood when we joked about it last year that it wasn't that it was a joke. <laughs> so. Yes, <laughs> forgot about that. Okay. Um, Decorations are growing, are, are going up all over the place. Trees are being hung, and stockings are being lit. And I'm being a Grinch about all of it. So, it's okay. you know, it's the it's it's it, the most wonderful time of year. You're, you're on brand. I'm Aaron, on brand. Right. I'm on brand. That's right. So, but we've been on hiatus. We've been going through this trial separation. Uh, yes, and it's uh, you know we've we've had therapy. We've had. Uh, 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 pastoral visits. That's true. Not had. together, but no. it's completely separate. No, completely separate. Yeah, there hasn't been like real therapy between us. No, but no, no, no. But no. there has been. Yeah. And um, we have had every desire uh, to continue on this uh, uh, quote podcast relationship, unquote. Uh, <laughs> but yes. um, life has gotten the better of us. Is that, that a way? Is that a good way to put it? I think that's certainly fair. I mean, you yeah. know, in the in the time since we we initiated our hiatus, you know, I've switched jobs, mm. I've finished a book, I've started ideas for more, and um, you know, I'm trying to learn my new job, and all all the while continue to try to be a healthy human being, and um, sleep a little bit more than I used to. Yeah, you've had a lot going on, Aaron. That's uh, true. I mean, it's uh, yeah, and part of when we were taking a break was, you know, it's part of it. Like, not not that you knew a job change was going to happen, but I think both of us were at a a point where we knew going in the summer. Summer is a good time to take a break in podcasts, anyways. We also knew that yeah, you were also moving at the time. You uh, no, I was already. Was that early? You was, already that moved. Was earlier. Oh, you already. That was earlier. You already. Early. You, yeah, already yeah. you already had moved. That's right. Because it was last year. Yep. Um, but we, uh, my work kind of doubled in a way. That's mm-hmm. a nice way of putting it. Nothing bad. Just it just kind of got to the point where like I I was lacking some bandwidth. Yeah. To be able to focus well. And I'll be honest. Like when we started 
early on in the pandemic talking about books, we were both struggling in terms of reading. Not that we didn't read a lot, not that we didn't read, period. We just, it was hard We to slowed re- down to normal person rates as opposed to... <laughs> normal is relative, by the way. You went from 120 <laughs> books a year on average down to like 100 during that time. That's true. It was a dark time. I know. And I... And I set a new goal of going from whatever 70 books a year down to like 52, like one a week. And uh, I've actually stayed pretty faithful to that. Mm-hmm. It's more just been inconsistent. There, there literally has been a month that I had, I don't think I've finished a book. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly had a few going at one time. So the, the end of, so the last day of 2021 is going to be a good day on your Goodreads challenge because a whole bunch of stuff is just going to go done, 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 that, done, that, done, That's done. it. That I'll be honest, and I uh, this is, this is confession time, right? Sure, this is a safe place. Uh, I have read the Bible throughout the year uh, a few times. Um, this year I failed at it, mm-hmm. absolutely, in terms of a read-through program. Um, probably made it to... February some point, which Ooh. is better, I think, than the average person trying to do a new workout or read something new. Yeah. So I feel like uh, I'm pretty good. You accomplished something. I, I did. I, yeah. I beat the uh, I beat the national average. How That's about true. That? That's true. Did you make it past Leviticus? Uh, no, I made it into Leviticus. No, I did okay. not. I had okay. to think about it. No, there's just <laughs> something about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was getting scared when we got into numbers, so well, that's uh, so okay. I there's we there's just, no shame. Yes, there you go. I mean, except for all the shame, all the shame, that's all it. the shame, because that's what Christians do. That is that that's uh, that's how real tra- change happens. Uh, that's what I've heard. I don't think that that's right, though. No, no. But no. Twitter keeps trying to make it so. That's a good point. So yeah. um, my question for our audience is like, what have you done without us for so long? I mean. What has filled your time, your precious hour a week that you got back? What did you do with it? I think they cried. Oh, maybe. They, they looked longingly at their uh, podcast feed, and they kept waiting. I know. And, and saying, is this, is this the one? And is this the Monday? Uh, that, that's, that's true. Is this the Monday? That did not happen, apparently, yeah. for them. So we yeah. basically, yeah, we did not help them start their week, week off effectively. No. But you know, but you know what's going to happen in the new year? There's going to be something that happens, and it's going to be a, l- a little something that I'm working working on on the side for for our podcast listening friends. Oh, that's right. We're going to call it Table of Malcontents presents. Oh. Presents what? I, I wh- what? Would you like to know? I would love to know. Okay. Yeah, I I, I thought right. I was having this <laughs> equation, but apparently I, I know. <laughs> Well, while I think I remember you sharing. Well, I I have, but while you're working on trying to get some bandwidth to to have some kind of regular, um, regular cadence of podcasting, which is is tricky because you know the work rhythms for both of us have changed over the last while. So we've got to figure out when is a good time to record and when can we do stuff that best honors our employers because they pay our bills. So we need to make sure that we're doing our job in the time that they want us to do our jobs so you know that's reasonable stuff like that but what i'm gonna do is we're introducing a new little uh, a new little side series a spin-off if you will mm. called aaron and abigail read a book mm. that's right so what's happening is is my daughter who has who has 
filled in on some bonus episodes before. Uh, she is uh, she is a reader who makes us look like a slouch. Collectively. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, but she reads more than I could possibly hope to read in a year, in, in a week. And she brings a book with her everywhere she goes. Everywhere she goes. She has a backup book in her, in her backpack okay. at school. And her friends yeah. make fun of her for it. Um, but she's doing better than all of them, so who cares? Um, <laughs> she will be running the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no, because she's a Canadian, so she can't she can't uh, hold elected office, at least for the supreme office here in the United States. I've been reading lots of post-apocalyptic uh, books, <laughs> and I'm waiting for the one where Canada invades the United States. So oh, it's coming. We, is it coming? Is it's it? coming. Okay. It's coming. Because it's always like United States taking over the world type thing. Yeah. Uh, but I really would like to reverse that. Just see what happens. Well, see, you've you, you've spoiled the pitch that I was going to make you later. Okay. All right. So that's all right. Okay. But we'll we'll talk about that off the air. But uh, but yeah. So what we're going to do is she and I are going to talk about a book that we've both read or are reading together. And so that's going to be fun. So there's one book, for example, called Dodger by Terry Pratchett, which is um, a comedic mashup of a little bit Oliver Twist combined with murder mystery, combined with the typical Terry Pratchett insanity. And, uh, and Charles Dickens makes an appearance in this as well, so it's a lot of fun. Um, okay. Yes. So it's like a Woody Allen Midnight in Paris scenario? Yes, except not creepy because of, of involving Woody Allen. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy can still write and direct. I mean, he well, sure. just has a sketchy uh, personal life. That's right. Right. That's, right. that's my nice way of putting it. That so. Sketchy is a delicate way. Good yeah, job. That, that is. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. You're yes. welcome. It's 2021. So, that's you. right. So we're going to do that. And um, we're both also reading the first of Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series. And so she's reading, she's reading book one of that. And uh, for those who are concerned about content appropriateness, I read it first. It was fine for that book, at least. Uh, the show's wildly appropriate, inappropriate for everyone, so, um, but that's just because it kind of sucks. So <laughs> um, didn't you miss us? Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. <laughs> This gift is for you right here. So anyway, Dave, what are we talking about today? We are talking about our, uh, this is our annual episode where mm-hmm. we revisit our favorite books of the year, um, as serve as, as recommendations for you all. Maybe you've read them, maybe you haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, these are not all new books, uh, at least I presume on your list it's nope. not. Uh, for me, it's definitely not either. But these have all been ones that have been on a list at some point that we wanted to read. Yep. Uh, some have been spontaneous reads, I'll be honest. So I've got a, a few in here. But I, I hope this uh, helps you uh, get to understand how twisted our minds are in terms of the <laughs> genres. Because as I was revisiting what I had read throughout the year, I thought, gosh, man, I really need help. Uh, it was I mean, a dark year. It was a very dark year, and uh, but I, I, I also was thoroughly entertained and educated in the process. So there Fantastic. you go. Fantastic. That's it. So All right. Aaron, why don't we start with you? Because Aaron, sure. you're the one who teased things online 
with your uh, your nice stack of books. You're very well, Instagram worthy you. stack thank of you. books, which I don't have one of those, by the way. Part of it is because of all those books, I don't think I have physical copies of all of them, whether yeah. they are library reads or something else. So I'm very jealous. But uh, uh, but that was a really nice uh, picture. Well, so, thank you. Uh, but would you like to educate us about some of those books that you are uh, you've read? Yes. And your life has been transformed by this year. Oh, I've, you know, I think one of the first ones that I've got to call out here is the Storyteller by Dave Grohl. Oh, really? Really? Okay. So. Uh, I, my my boss Brian Mitchell, I, I make fun of him because I knew when that book was coming out that he would be all over it. Yeah, and uh, and even have many Instagram worthy photos of him on the beach reading it too. So uh, so yes, enlighten yes. us. Tell us about Mr. Well, Dave Grohl. Well, it certainly is an ideal vacation read. I, I will is say it? that absolutely. Okay. It's okay. just because it's just popcorn. Yeah, it's but it's fun. It's. Um, I mean, there is there really is a reason that 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 Grohl has this reputation for being the most likable, uh, the most likable person in arena rock today. So, and it's because he's just fun and tells good stories. And so, the whole book is uh, these little snapshot moments from his teenage years all the way up to um, you know pre-pandemic times. Uh, talking about, um, you know, interactions with music, how he got into it, um, how he fell in love with punk rock, how he learned how to play drums, and on and on and on and on. And, um, and, and so there's some really, there's just some really enjoyable, weird adventures that happen along the way. Um, you know, like him thinking that his house in Virginia that he bought, uh, that he bought was haunted, um, and then there was just a cat <laughs> in the house. Uh, his cross-country road trip with Taylor Hawkins to go from L.A. to said house um, and some of the, the, the sketchy things that, that went along on the way and what happened when he lost his wallet and how he got it back about 10 years later um, in Texas. Hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, and um, uh, a story uh, a story about his his first love and seeing her his middle school his middle school sweetheart hmm. and uh, seeing who was his his dream girl for all of about two weeks uh, I think they held hands in the you know held hands in the uh, the hallway once or something like that. But um, running into her again years later after they had years later after he was a successful musician and, mm. you know, all this kind of stuff when he got to play his hometown show mm. um, and, you know, sold out auditorium, sold out Coliseum type show. Yeah. And uh, and just how it did not go quite the way that he expected. Huh. So, Interesting. Yes. So it was just it was just good fun. Have you ever seen him live? I have actually. You have. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I saw Foo Fighters live in 1990. As part of the audience, I heard, I saw them in 1998 in Calgary for the Edge Fest show, okay. and so they were one of the three headliner, three headline bands mm -hmm. for the for the event. So there was them. There was a Canadian band called the Tea Party, and there was. Um, 
Green Day. Those were the top. Those were the 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 top bill uh, acts for the show, um, and all did a great job. All were all, and they were so. Foo Fighters was super fun. I had heard them through the wall when I worked uh, during high school um, because I worked at a a comic book shop in Kitchener, Ontario, and right next to it was a. Um, was a, a theater called The Lyric that got converted from a movie theater into a nightclub into um, eventually it just burned down mm-hmm. but um, because we have lots of fires in London, Ontario. But um, arson's a thing when you can't buy guns, apparently. So um, <laughs> Apparently it is. Apparently. At least in Canada. At least in Canada. But, um, but I... But, I could hear, but the great thing about working there was is that I could hear every concert that was going on through the thin walls. And so I got to hear them through that too. I see. Okay. So a nice <laughs> muffled sound of Foo Fighters. Yes, but I could okay. still hear them. And that's gotcha. the thing that's most important. Yeah. That's right. He's had a fascinating career. I mean, I have not, you make me want to read the book. I, it's not that I, uh, I don't like Foo Fighters. I do. I mm-hmm. just uh, would not call myself any sort of super fan. But, uh, um, but you're absolutely right. He's one of those likable people, and he is a great storyteller. So, all right, I, I may revisit that. You should. Fun. So, here's what I'd say: do the audiobook for it because he actually reads it. Okay. And all so right. that just adds a little okay. bit of flavor. Uh, fun fact: I did a book promo video at Sound City Studios in LA, mm-hmm. where Nevermind was uh, was recorded, and. Uh, it was a dingy studio, and oh, yeah, Dave, in his documentary, he ended, he ends up buying the board right yep. from it, uh, which I remember being in that board. We filmed right next to that board, um, and it's uh, it was impressive. But yeah, I just I remember in college, I guess it's late nineties when Foo Fighters uh, came into prominence. I guess yeah, um, it was like ninety. Just thinking, I'm like, wait, that's the drummer from Nirvana. Now he's a lead singer. Like it just. It was just, it was they, it was a weird transition for sure. Yes. So, but he obviously had the personality for it. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a good. Yeah. I, I that has been recommended so many times. And yes. So I. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, and his coffee addiction story is is pretty fun too. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll bounce off just since you're in the pop culture world. We have talked about. Brian Cranston's The Life and Parts on a previous yes, episode. That was a great book. It was fantastic. And um, I think, you know, what we talked about before is this fact of he's had this, he's played the long game in a career. Mm-hmm. And even though he's had several characters or uh, shows that have taken off at different times, the reality is he's like, he's had uh, a very non traditional career. He hasn't had that like huge big hit and then suddenly everything's easy from there on. I mean, he's had great yeah. television shows, obviously, but uh, he's just utterly entertaining and likable as yeah. well. So. Yeah, he's one of the best-known just kind of working actors, really. Yes. And he's not afraid to play a smaller part in, mm-hmm. a, in a bigger movie, too, because I think he's used to being that kind of character yeah. actor in the past. Well, I mean, considering one of his earliest roles was doing a voiceover thing on Power Rangers in the 90s. And then he, and then he goes back and does the Power Rangers movie that they did in 2018. Yeah, that says something right there. His yeah. willingness to do that. Yeah, and uh, we talked about this before. I remember him 
subbing in for a friend of his to be in a, a, a pseudo-ordained pastor, and he ended up <laughs> officiating a wedding from 14,000 feet before they yep. went. I don't know if they went skydiving, but the point is he yeah. officiated the wedding in the plane, yep. um, which cracks me up. Um, but uh, just like that, that's what that's full of. He'll, he'll always be Tim Watley to me, the Seinfeld. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, anti, uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> He's not an anti-dentite. No, Jerry uh, was Jerry, accused of being an anti-dentite. He became an anti-dentite. But he was accused of converting to Judaism for the jokes. For the jokes, right. Exactly. He'll take a shtickle of fluoride. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, that, that's my entertainment one. So There you go. That's right. good. Right. That's good. So uh, another one that I would uh, I would call out as well is Art Matters by Neil Gaiman and, and Chris Riddle. All right, so of all of the books on creativity or uh, something around mm-hmm. that, like, do, why, why does this one stick out compared so, to all the books we've we've read? Well, so this one is this one is fun for me because it was it was relatively unpretentious, um, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was what it was was in. It wasn't a traditional textbook either, which which was also cool. It was actually um, uh, the artist involved in the book had basically been making um, social media images of quotes from Gaiman's different talks about creativity mm-hmm. and different things that he would sometimes tweet mm-hmm. and. So it's it's this compilation of mm. of things, and so it's just a different kind of feel. Um, his make good art um, uh, keynote address that he delivered as a like a commencement address. Mm. Um, I don't remember which university it was that he did it did it at, but that's the full text of that is included in it, and you know has some lovely illustrations that go alongside it, and um, and that's the whole thing, and and that really come is like that's kind of the money part of it. Uh, his credo about creativity and imagination and ideas that leads off the book is a lot of fun too, because basically it's like, um, you know, it's w- the, the appropriate kind of creative tolerance that we should all aspire to in that it's like, um, I believe that people have the right to say what they want, even if I disagree with them. Um, and even if I think it's stupid because I probably say things that are stupid too. <laughs> um, like basic things that people need to remember, especially about um, making art, making like doing creative work, all that kind of thing. That it's like the the whole point of it is is to explore ideas and not have them be confined to one specific set um, mm-hmm. of what's appropriate. Um, so, and I mean, that's what we, that's the problem that we're seeing in, um, you know, in a lot of books, a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows these days is that there's, there are these representation requirements um, that are there. It's like, you always have to have someone who is X, Y, Z yeah. um, in the show. And no matter how ham-fisted you, you force it in, um, if it's there, then you've checked your boxes. Um, so... You know, it's fascinating. I, I I did a quick scan through my books. So I was listening to you about this. Uh, I really didn't need a lot of books on instruction this year. Actually, I maybe one. And you, I could argue that, but not for the sake of work or so on. 
usually I would have a handful, um, but uh, but I'm putting that on the list. That mm-hmm. sounds really interesting. I like it. It's a good one. It's fun. So and it'll take you like thirty minutes. So so you'll feel like you accomplished something in a very short period of time. Okay. All right. Physical book versus audio book. Physical book. Physical book. Physical okay. Book. Physical book. It's underline worthy. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. There you go. Okay. Well, um, I will now go into a memoir I thoroughly enjoyed. Okay. Uh, I read it. Uh, a, I would, it was it was called "Surprised by Oxford," mm-hmm. and I, I think Aaron, I gave you a copy. You at did, one point. and I have to read that. Uh, that's okay. Um, part of it just because I knew there's a. A film that's our, uh, well, it's been filmed for the most part. Uh, there's there's a couple other pieces I think still to go on it, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ryan Smith, friend of mine, is the one who directed it, and it's uh, uh, just a very uh, fresh memoir, really taking you back to the early '90s when uh, Carolyn Weber. I met her; she just m- moved here to Franklin this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, you know, talks. It's it's a it's a it's a really interesting story for her coming to the Lord. Um, there's obviously a relationship component I don't want to ruin, but also I think it's a it's a twist that I think the book opens up to perhaps a, a wider audience in terms of wanting to know more about uh, what happens with a lot of key characters, but I highly enjoyed it. I recommend mm-hmm. it. Um, Excellent. Obviously, before any movie uh, to see, it's always good to read the book. So we endorse that here in this podcast. That has not changed yes. in the past six months. So I'll That's go. Right. I'll go with that. So that was my uh, peaceful read uh, mm. back in the summer. Okay, nice. there you go. That was a beach read, I believe. That's a good. Re- go. That's a good beach read, Dave. Good job. Yeah. Thank good you. Job. Absolutely. Well, I think another one that I would call out, and uh, I'm torn because there's two really good ones here. But uh, so maybe we'll do maybe we'll do one more after this set. Okay. After this, but um, let's do let's say Hail Mary by Andy Weir, which we both enjoyed. There we go. Yes. There we go. Um, just because Weir is just he's a good he's just a good fun writer mm-hmm. like he does a great job with the first person narrative style mm-hmm. um which is one of those things that you can that a lot of people do just about everybody in fiction does the the first person narrative at this point mm-hmm. um and there's nothing wrong with that but not everyone does it equally well i i, I agree i think what if you've and by the way if you don't know Andy Weir. He wrote The Martian. Mm-hmm. That's, his, that's his well-known debut, but uh, which this follows a similar hero in a way. Yes, of course, someone who's a scientist who is uh, uh, you can kind of pick up. He's he's there to save the world more or less, and it's yeah, it's the what he's also so good at is he does tremendous research. Mm-hmm. He calls upon a lot of the right people to say, okay, theoretically, how would this work if it happened? Yep. And uh, what science do we anticipate um, we will have a better understanding of years from now? Um, but he also breaks it down to the fundamental fundamental elements of what does survival look like? And not to ruin it, but what does mm-hmm. friendship look like? Yep. Right? Okay. All right. Yep. There you go. That's and, good. And, and uh, 
we, we shouldn't say anything more because it's uh, <laughs> uh, it's good. And I enjoyed this. Did you read Artemis as well? I or? did, yeah. I, yeah, which... Yeah. I, All of them have been good. I know. I um, enjoyed that too. Yeah. It's funny. That hasn't been as acclaimed as Hail Mary or the Martian is, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And they're all going to be made films. It's that's oh, totally. inevitable. Totally. But uh, this one is going to be... Take some CGI to make work. Uh, well, should we leave sure. it as that? Sure. that? Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it is going to have... It would have it would it would work well as a movie. Yeah. Uh, there's so much that's going on in that one, but it's all but it it has a really great non-linear uh, storytelling element to it as well, which uh, again is something that's really tricky to pull off. So, all right, do you want to do one more, Dave? Let's do. Um, so, uh, I, I'll, I'll take us back. To, right, let's go back to our. <laughs> I think. I would say Barnabas and I, one of our favorite authors. I, I I can't remember Aaron how you felt about him, but Stephen Pressfield. Okay, yeah. So a man at arms. So mm-hmm. I didn't like some of his previous few books. One of them was called like the Righteous Forty Eight or something like that. I can't Righteous Thirty Six, and mm. it was it was okay, but I just it was yeah. I, yeah. The ending just was horrible. So. But this one, uh, Man at Arms, is all it kind of takes him back to what he's best at, which is going into uh, a familiar time period. In this case, this is biblical times, but yep. this takes place within 10 to 20 years of, of, of Christ's death and resurrection. How about that? Yep. And it follows a Roman uh, legionnaire or legion, mm-hmm. I, I, right? Yeah. Who is now a, um, uh, not a vigilante, what do you call him? Um, he's a hired mm-hmm. gun, more or less, but he's hired yeah. by, uh, and he's Greek, so he comes, he's got that Greek He's a mercenary. Ethos. He's a merc- yeah. Thank you, he's a yeah. mercenary. But he's also trying to track, he's hired to track down people. Yeah. Uh, one of them is someone who's in possession of what we now know as uh, Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. Mm. And it is, uh, or it's 1 Corinthians. No, 1 Corinthians, thank you. Yeah, yes, it's the first letter to the Corinthians. Which is still technically 2 Corinthians. Thank you, because, yes, thank you. But uh, <laughs> we're just going to go with 1 Corinthians. Yes, <laughs> for, that's right. For simplicity. That's right. And uh, it's his quest to find this, because the Romans know how powerful... Paul's letter is, mm. but and it's fascinating for him to write something like this because he's taking like this stoic character, which he's great at. Yeah, um, he obviously loves Greek characters, but he does that to teach the reader a very important lesson. In this case, I would argue any Christian should read this not only because of its nature, but also because of the gut check it provides. Yeah. And it's just thoroughly entertaining too. So I, I love that. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a ton of books on my list, but I, I, I recommend that one to a lot. I think because it's one of those where some people ask me like, give me. Oh, okay. I am asked sometimes. Do you have a recommendation for Christian fiction that's not Christian fiction that you think of of like <laughs> Amish romance or really cheesy Christian fiction, but something yes. that has deep spiritual themes to it. Like Leifinger or Lynn, they're talking yep. about deep themes, but they're not obvious Christian books. Yes. In other words, it's great storytelling that helps you think about deep things. 
I think this accomplishes that by taking you back to this historical fiction uh, narrative, and it's it's tremendous. Yeah. So there, there you go. There you go. There you go. I dig it. That's a good. That is a good addition, and I will add that to my twenty twenty two. Oh wow. Okay. We were of, helping each of other. Books to read. Okay. Um, books to read. So, um, in terms of one last one, at least for me, um, is let's say American Gospel by Lynn Enger. So we talked about this with Lynn a while so back, good. and it was so good. Uh, the book itself is tremendous because it's this exploration of father-son dynamics in the midst of set in the midst of the Watergate scandal, where um, where the lead character's father is a cult leader. Okay. Yes. For a I, doomsday cult. It's, it's been a while since I read it, but yes. yes. Thank you. Yep. Yes, yeah. so yeah. I had been hunting down... I was hunting through my house looking for that book for about two months, trying to figure out where it was. And then I, and then I remembered that I had loaned it to, uh, to a friend of ours, Wit Styles. And so shout out Wit Styles. Oh, you know, it's tremendous. It's funny, I was, I was only scrolling as I was listening to you because I'm like, I read it this year. Then I realized, no, I read it the end of 2020. That's right. So, See, I okay. started it the end of 2020 and I finished it. Uh, oh, I see. Okay, so as a yeah. technicality there. That's Thank right. You. Just want everyone to know that it's only yeah. official it. once Goodreads updates. That's uh, correct. Uh, I get that's it. correct. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's right. Very that's nice. Right. So there you go. Absolutely. And then uh, you read High Divide before that. Correct? I did. I okay. read all of his other ones before that. Okay, so I, I flipped that. I read okay. High Divide this year, and I would put that also in that element. That one of, is a great. Yes great book again yeah. dealing with that same yep. kind of dynamic that is that tends to be and his previous one undiscovered country also yes. dealt with father-son dynamics um, <laughs> um there's a theme there yes, that, that they all deal with by the way both brothers yes. deal with that. yes so um we we may have to we may have to re- revisit some of our conversations with them yes yes <laughs> Um, I'm going to give two more interesting recommendations only because I think it has to do with Andy Weir okay. and having the appropriate experts to go with telling good stories. So yes. two guys, one of them would be Admiral Stravridis who wrote, uh, co-wrote a book called 2034, which is about what would, um, World War III look like mm-hmm. in that year. Obviously you can imagine yeah. with Iran and China but uh, he did a really good job. This is a time when, like, you, you, you have someone who understands the technicalities of what's going on in military, but also having a good storyteller to really work with them on it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. Another one, former astronaut uh, Chris Hadfield, mm. um, he wrote The Apollo Murders that came out this fall. Okay. Loved it. Okay. Loved it. Loved it. And, now, uh, did he write it or did he write no, it? No, he wrote it. Okay. He wrote it. No, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, I checked it out, unless there's some sort of uh, ghostwriter involved, possible, but I don't think so. He's written a few books, okay. but writing, but for someone to transition, I mean, he applies the same structure as what Andy Weir does, which is really short chapters focused on several key people on the yep. ground as well as what's going on in space. Um, and it takes place during the final Apollo mission, 1973. There you go. So you take a level of your expertise, apply good storytelling, and suddenly it's like, oh, okay. We got something going see, here. What could yeah. conflict look like in space? Mm. 
1973. There you go. That's I like it. it. That's, That's compelling. It. I know. You sold me on it, Dave. Good job. Rich, compelling. It is compelling and rich. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So All right. Uh, let me ask one. What, yeah, was yeah. The, what was a book that surprised you the most that you didn't think you would like as much, but oh, was just surprising to you? You know, that's a good question. Um, I was... I'm going to say The Hardest Job in the World by John Dickerson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, just because I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. It was really good. It's been re- it was really well done. Okay. Um, this exploration of how the, jo- the job of president has evolved and changed for the worse hmm. from its inception to, to the Trump era. Hmm. Um, and... Not only that, but he goes he goes a step further and actually recomm- makes a recommendation on this is what it maybe should be. Well, I- I'm going to go back to one other quick thing. Uh, 20th anniversary of 9-11. I'm going to honor our Canadians sitting here. Uh, the day the world came to town, 9-11 in Gander, Newfoundland. Wonderful. Lovely. That is a good book. It's a lovely I- story about all the planes that were forced to land in Canada that were coming across the Atlantic Ocean. Yep. Were not allowed to land in the United States soil. As, so they as had to well. land somewhere. They had to land somewhere in sweet little Gander, Newfoundland. All these people acting perhaps like the church should act in a, as a way to take care of all these people for a week before yeah. they were able to move on to their destinations. But, but in reality, it was churches, the community, people, everyone. And uh, uh, it was a, it's a really nice story that actually will make you interested to learn more about 9-11. Yeah. Also read The Only Play in the Sky, the oral history of 9-11 at that same time. So That's right. There you both go. Both very good ones. Yeah, those are good ones. Mm-hmm. Good, good recommendations, Dave. Good That's job. I'm just saying these were enjoyable. You did well. There were more. You did well. But, uh, but yeah, you can see what all Dave read on Goodreads. You can see what all I read on Goodreads if you, if you go and find us there. Um, and, of course, you can see my full list on, uh, in the show notes for, for this as well. Uh, so, Dave, uh, a couple of questions before we go because, you know, life is calling Yes. <laughs> so, given that it is the most festive time of year, and books are books, I think make a great Christmas gift. Yes. Um, have you? Have you? And you know, you and we both know our kids don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> are you getting your kids any books for Christmas? Uh, yes, I have a handful of books. Oh. Uh, there's. Although it's funny, I'm struggling to think of the title of one. There's another Rick Riordan. 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 I was. I don't know. I don't know how name. to pronounce his name. He. It's another series. So Ainsley, my youngest, uh, is is she's our reader in the family. She's. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so she's read all of, all of the, uh, uh, the two main series of his, uh, yep. Percy Jackson. But this is a new one that's a little bit different. So, yeah, I got one of those, and then there's another one as well, and I'm forgetting the name, because I got these like a month ago for her. Okay. It's more like, hey, do you like these new series? And so it's book one of each of them. I will gladly buy the rest of them, assuming she likes them, but there I think go. it's good. I mean, she's been rereading Keeper of the Lost Cities, reread um, some of the Percy Jacksons. Mm-hmm. 
and a handful of other books too. So yeah, yeah just cool. look for some new ones. Cool. Um, and Madeline's reading. Um, I I wonder if it's kind of life to come, but it's it is the um, kid series for that John Grisham has. What's the one on the oh, uh, the lawyer? What's his name? It's, it's oh. a, she's reading that right now. I didn't get that for her, but like, but I want to. I want her. She she struggles a little bit more with yeah. reading. So to me, it's like, hey, listen, I just yeah, find characters that you enjoy. And, yeah, and do that. So yeah, but there you go. Well, that's how good. About, how about you? Well, uh, for for Abigail, she is getting. Um, she's finishing up a couple of new series for Christmas. Okay. So um, so she's getting Mistborn books two and three. These are a couple of uh, Brandon Sanderson fantasy series okay. and then she's uh she's also getting the third uh second third and fourth books of kb hoyle's breeder cycle yeah um so she's getting those hannah is getting um the sisters grim uh books six through nine to finish off that series as well um i also got abigail um a series called interworld Oh, okay. Uh, by uh, Neil Gaiman and Michael Reeves, and so it's a it's a YA juvenile fiction type yeah. series that's basically about in like people who can you know uh, walk through multiple dimensions. It's kind of this multiversal yeah. war story. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's really cool and it's really fun. That's so awesome. Uh, so that's what. Uh, so so there's those ones, and then. Um, because Hannah really likes, um, Hannah really likes, or has developed an affinity for anime and manga. Um, that is a fascinating world, by the it way. It is like, a fascinating last, world. Last time I was in Barnes Noble, like, there's like sections. Oh yeah, it's galore. huge. It's huge, and some of it, and it's I really am... hard to find stuff that's not sketchy. Oh, it really? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, this yeah. is all this is all Japanese writing and illustrations, obviously. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Um, and they're they're bound reverse to North American books because wait what um, it, because um, in um, you know in Japanese books they're they're bound to read uh, oh, right the other to left way. as opposed right. to left to right. Oh my. So. Um, so it, it's also kind of funny to go and look at reviews and see what people are putting as their one star reviews because they're saying it's bound the, the wrong exactly. way. Yeah. It's backwards. It's like, no, it's not. You're just reading Wait, it wrong. Do you read it in English from right to left? Yeah. Uh, no, you, from, yeah. You do? Yeah, they oh, translate you start it, the but other... they keep it, but they don't flip because the Because the, the art's too difficult to, to try and switch that out. Yep. Oh, so fast. sorry, that's like a whole nother world for me. It is okay. different. It's different. And, and I was overwhelmed when I was in the store looking at all this. Like, yeah. whoa, okay. You, um, you need someone to walk you through that stuff. Um, and I'm not that guy because I don't live in that particular world. Of, and, and I take it there's like video series of this uh, everywhere. It has lot. to be. Uh, with okay. a lot of them, yeah. And okay. so, but we got her one uh, huh. called Cheese Sweet Home Volume One. And so Cheese it sweet. is. Uh, it's basically about a cat that gets lost in, yeah. you know, in a city park okay. and is uh, rescued by a kid who lives in a no apart in no a no pets apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so wackiness ensues, uh, but it's but it, it looked fun and interesting so for her. So so that's that's a little bit of what we did. So okay, we also got. Um, 
uh, and I haven't labeled this for for any of the kids yet because I'm not sure which one it's for. But um, the uh, the Pembrokes uh, Creaturepedia yeah. that uh, Andrew yeah. Peterson released yeah. just recently yeah. as the companion for the Wing Feather Saga, we got a copy of that too. So cool, yeah, very so, cool. And it's fun. There are what two or three additional books that go with it. Uh, I think there's just the one so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, I mean, there's Wing Feather Tales. Thank um, you. That's so, what I was thinking about. So there's yeah. that. So there's yeah two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of. So fun. Yeah. 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 So, so those are those are the. That's Christmas. <laughs> so uh, okay, that, no, this is great. By the way, so my my, my question, I know this, I, I've always felt shame, and because shame is a powerful weapon we have, right? <laughs> That I've never read Harry Potter. Should I start out the year reading all of Harry Potter? I think you should. Think I should? Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I just I, I yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe I read the first. Do you think I would remember that? But I just feel like I want to do it, and it seems like a really fun escape for the year. So it's okay. a good starting point for okay. the year. Okay. So. All right. All I've right. I've just been waiting for the time. That's it. Yeah, that's okay. right. Well, your time is now. Seize the day. You can do it, Dave. Thank you, Robin Williams. That's right. That's right. All right, Dave. Well, we have had a lot of fun here. This has been fun. Yes. This has been fun. We need to do this again. I I think we do. Um, So, listeners, just hang in there and uh, stop stop making fun of me on Twitter about it. Uh, We'll we'll get actually actually make fun of him more. That'll 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 encourage him through the power of shame. Shame is. lovely thing and I guess it apparently worked at least with this episode <laughs> going so yeah, no, that's alright <laughs> yeah that's right that's right so but listeners we hope you have enjoyed this this little Christmas special the, a very a very malcontented Christmas yes it is a lovely Christmas for for books for podcasts for I don't know what um, but, pancakes yeah. probably all right guys we will we will talk to you eventually bye This is an area code podcast.